0: Hey, hey, welcome back. I am so glad you're here today. Last week I had on Dr. Kiefer and we talked about how our sleep positions kind of affect our aches and pains. And one of the things we talked about was mobility and stretching and some other stuff. And I had a few DMs and they said, I get confused about mobility and stretching and what I should be doing. And instantly I thought, okay, let's talk about it on the podcast. Let me break down what all of these words mean. What is the best for you to prevent injury, to prevent aches and pains, and kind of tell my own story. Because as I mentioned last week, I have had a chronic injury. In fact, I've had it since (laughs) GRACIE, AND THEN ORDERSTAND MONEY AND THEN YOU CAN BE GRACIE, AND THEN ORDERSTAND MONEY AND THEN YOU CAN BE um, last fall, and it is finally starting to get better. And I actually attribute a lot of that improvement to mobility, which I'm going to tell my whole story today. But I really hope that you can kind of learn a little bit things you can do today to improve your strength, your flexibility, and even your metabolism. Because as we improve our strength, we also improve our muscle, which also improves our metabolism. And when we improve our strength, It helps our hormones. So it's all linked. Everything is like a big circle. Oftentimes, I think we focus in on this tiny little piece, but we don't realize like most of the stuff we do affects our health in a whole. So I hope that today as we talk about mobility and what that actually is and how we can add that in and think about that in addition to our regular workouts, that you can learn something and walk away and maybe tomorrow or the next day or whenever you work out, you can kind of add it in and hopefully see a difference like I personally have seen a difference difference. And if this episode is helpful, please don't forget to share it on social media with your friends, with your neighbors, with your family members, with your grandma. I don't care who you share it with, but I love if you would share it. It would make a huge difference for the podcast. It helps us grow. It helps me be able to get better guests. And I also appreciate so much when you share and write a review. Today's review is from Kinsey702 and it's titled Mental Health. Listening to you has definitely helped my mental health and quiet my inner mean girl talk to myself. Thank you for being real and keeping things in perspective for us. I hope more than anything for this week that I can help quiet Your inner mean girl. We all have one. I have one too. I've been very open that I'm like, sometimes the podcasts are monologues for myself to be better to myself or to learn more. We all have one and we just need her to pipe down and literally shut her trap and get out of our heads. So I hope that as you listen to the podcast and as we make things realistic and they make sense to you and they're not extreme and we find balance and we change our mindset, that those inner mean girls get out of our lives and out of our heads, and we find so much more peace. But I hope that for all of you. So please don't forget, if you find the podcast helpful, to write a review. It helps us grow, and it is so helpful for me to know that I'm on the right track in helping you and for me to keep going as well. And if you have listened to my podcast for a long time, you know I am a massive, raving fan of protein. And one of the most solid ways that I get my protein in is ButcherBox. It is a subscription company that I've used probably almost about a year now. And how it works is ButcherBox has partnered with the highest standards of quality for different partners to get high-quality meats. So you're getting 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic chicken, wild-caught sandwich. Salmon and more. My favorite thing is, is you can pick the amount of meat you want in your box. So there's different types of boxes, and you can look at what your family needs, pick the amount you want, and then it's shipped to your house every single month. I love just walking out of my house and there's my box of protein. I don't have to go to the store. I know it's high quality. I know that we're going to get in some good protein and that makes a huge difference for me because I'm super busy and I often will show up at dinner and be like, oh crap, what are we going to eat? And so I love that it comes straight to my house. I'm aware of the quality. I know that it's solid protein. I really love their flame mignons as well and we often get their roasts because it's really easy to put in the crock pot on Sunday and we just truly enjoy their meat. Butcher Box is offering new members a free grilling bundle right now. I've talked about them on Instagram for a long time. So if you follow my Instagram, you know that I'm a big fan of them. But they are giving away two 10-ounce ribeyes, five pounds of chicken drumsticks, and a pack of burgers for free in your first pack. That is a ton of protein for free. And it is like the best high-quality protein. So to sign up, you're going to go to Butcher Box dot com slash make it simple to claim that deal and that's a fantastic deal. Two 10 ounce ribeyes. Their ribeyes are actually my husband's favorite. We actually ate them last night. He loves their ribeyes. And then the five pounds of drumsticks and then a whole pack of burgers so you can grill all summer long. Again, it's butcherbox.com slash make it simple, high quality, easy protein that truly isn't any more expensive than going to the grocery store and you have it delivered to your home and you know that it's going to be highly sourced with good quality standards. They also have free shipping in the USA and no antibiotics or added hormones to their meat as well. So this is definitely a win. Butcherbox.com slash make it simple. Okay, so let's get into it. Mobility, breaking it down, how we can do it and what it even actually means. My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated, and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information, and you're busy, and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed, so I have made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here, and I hope you stay a while. So what is mobility, and how is it different than stretching? The truth is, it's kind of all-encompassing, and that's what I want you to understand is mobility is more like the umbrella, and stretching, and flexibility, and balancing, and a lot of that go underneath that umbrella. And I don't want you focusing on the little tiny pieces under the umbrella, but the umbrella as a whole. So mobility is proprioception, which basically means it's our perception and awareness of our body's position and movements. So mobility training includes range of motion of exercises designed to increase our range of motion, the control of our muscles and surrounding joints, our balance, and help us move more actively through motions. Flexibility is a part of that, but flexibility, on the other hand, is more stretching and lengthening our muscles. So what I mean by stretching and lengthening is that is when we stretch, we hold, you know, we reach for our foot. For example, we're sitting down, we reach for our foot, we stretch and we hold. So we are increasing the stretch and the length of the connective tissue. That is kind of the difference. Now, when I say difference, it's not fully correct because flexibility is under the mobility Umbrella, but mobility isn't under flexibility, if that makes sense. Because as I mentioned in mobility, it's about muscle control, balancing things around the joint, like making the muscle control around the joint differently, and like actively moving through motions. So that is kind of the difference. Now, with flexibility, there's a couple different kinds of stretching: there's dynamic, static, and ballistic stretching. And I will get into all three of those as we go along, but those again all fall under the mobility umbrella and I will get even more into what is under that umbrella. Now as I mentioned, mobility does include flexibility, but it also does include, as I said, balance and strength. So the full combination of all of these things under the umbrella really helps prevent injury it is a little bit more diverse and it includes different layers of our body's ability to truly be limber and to move through a range of motion and a range of motion is very very important for preventing injury it is actually huge so you're probably thinking why does this even matter what is the difference I don't really care and let me explain why mobility is so important Because it does include flexibility and pliability and strength, it is huge because there are two things that mobility work does. It prevents injury and it helps you get stronger. Bing, bing, we want both of those things. Because the truth is, you can't get stronger if you're always getting injured. And if you're always getting injured, you're never going to get stronger. And so it's really important that you are able to do both of those. And not only that, but I know most people care a lot about fat loss I mean, not everybody does, but some people do really care about fat loss. And basically, it's going to be more difficult for you to lose fat if you have poor range of motion because your mobility is not good because you can't increase your strength and your strength is linked to adding muscle, which is linked to speeding up the metabolism. So it really is more than just like, oh, you won't get injured and you get stronger. It is going to help you with fat loss and it's going to help you maintain a healthy lifestyle because you're always going to be able to move through different styles of motions, whether it's in daily life or in exercises better, which is a win. We always want to be able to move better. When I am 75, when I'm 85, I want to be able to move better than the average 85-year-old does because sometimes I watch them move and I'm like, oh dear, oh dear. And I think that we are at a place in our society where we are moving more younger and realizing this stuff is important. So I do think we will be more mobile, which is going to be helpful for us down the road. So while it's important now, This mobility is going to be important forever because it's going to continue to help us decrease our injuries and increase our strength and keep a nice, balanced metabolism. So increased injury happens because we have a decreased range of motion, an elasticity of our ligaments and joints, and then often that limited range of motion means that we have limited muscle growth. So a study done by the European Journal of Applied Physiology found that compared to 12 weeks of shallow squats, so that means like the people they were studying, they were only like going not very low, maybe not 90 degrees or not parallel. They were just shallow squatting like a couple inches. Compared to those doing deep squats, so people who were, had a bigger range of motion, which means they were going all the way down, possibly to 90 degrees, they were had more space between the bottom of the squat to standing from the squat, that the people with the deeper squats built more thigh muscle, improved more knee extension and flexion, and boosted their squat power jump, which means they were able to move better. They were not only able to squat deep, better and build more muscle, but they were actually even jumping better in power squats, which is huge compared to those who were doing more shallow squats. So it does show that range of motion matters when we're building muscle. And no matter your goal, muscle is your friend, whether you're maintaining, whether you're trying to build, or whether you're trying to get fat loss. Another way to think about like a shallow movement, like a small range of motion, but like stacking up the weight is if you've ever been to a gym and you see that buff man at the gym who like can't even bend over and touch his knees, yet he's kind of big, but he's not very mobile. (laughs) He's not able to move around a lot. And then that same man like puts all these weights on the side of the leg press A leg press machine is the one that you sit back into and you put both your feet on like a flat pad and then you push, you bend your knees and then you push it straight in front of you. That's a leg press. And he stacks all these weights on the side and you're like, oh wow, that's a lot of weight. And then he only moves it like two inches. Like his knees are barely bending and you're like, that's not a squat. You're just like barely flexing your knees like two inches. (laughs) And my point in telling you that story is Based on that study and based on what we're learning about injury and strength and range of motion... It is better if he would lighten his load a little bit and have a better range of motion, which would help his flexibility, which would help his mobility, and would activate more muscles. And it would activate the primary muscles more. Because in every movement that we have, there's primary muscles and there's secondary muscles. And the primary muscles are what we want to do the job. And often, also, when we have a limited range of motion, because We aren't working on our mobility. The secondary muscles try to chime in when the weight is heavy and do the job of the primary. And then it creates strain and pain and all sorts of things. And I am even going to tell you my own story of when that happened to me. I feel like it's important for you to understand that just because someone looks fit or just because someone is truly fit, it doesn't mean they have a great range of motion. And it is important to pay attention to really working on our mobility, which is that umbrella of balance, flexibility, and strength. Certain body parts, if they're less mobile, then other body parts are going to overcompensate for them. And that is what happened to me. So in the fall, I started to have an injury with my hamstring. And I've talked about it on the podcast. I've actually talked about it a couple times. And it was Towards the end of last summer, my hamstring started acting up. I think I had a little bit of less blood flow to it. Um, My hamstring, where it ties into my glutes, some people have nicknamed it the hamstring glute tie-in, but it's really just the top of my hamstring. It started acting up, and my range of motion decreased. Now, during this, I was busy, and I was traveling, and I was stubborn, and I didn't really, really try to work on that mobility and make sure that I was able to move through a full range of motion. So I kept up with my weights, I kept working out, and the truth is, I think I started overcompensating, which is very often is when we have an injury, basically our body will overcompensate with an opposing muscle or ligament or joint on the opposite side. So what happened is, It was my left hamstring, and one day I woke up, and my right hip hurt, and I was like, that's weird. I've never had hip pain, and it just continued and continued, and what happened, as I've learned, is that I had the hamstring injury. I didn't take care of my mobility. I didn't really try to work it through the range of motion. I kept up with my weights and some other things out of, I'm going to call it being busy, where I didn't truly care for myself, and I can admit this because... I have no shame in admitting that I am not perfect. I learn, just like everyone else, from my own mistakes. And this is a mistake I made that I am learning from now. And it basically caused my right hip to act up because it was overcompensating for the lack of range of motion in the opposite leg. I have always had slightly uneven hips. When I am pregnant with my kids, I always have to go to PT because the way that my pelvis sits, one of my pelvis sides, I should say, sit slightly in front of the other one. So I kind of always have to work on that and make sure to like level things out. But when my range of motion is limited and I'm stacking on weights, I'm just making it worse. And I was doing warm ups. I was making sure that my heart rate was warmed up. I was making sure I was moving through, you know, motions and like you know, getting things going, my blood flow, but I wasn't necessarily moving slowly and focusing on increasing my range of motion and my mobility. I was more working on Warming up my heart and just warming up like my flexibility, like with dynamic warm ups, which dynamic is when we're moving through a range of motion, which we'll talk about a little bit more. So now I have this hip injury and I talked about last week about how it's even being affected by the way I sleep now because I mentioned I, slept, I sleep like a genie, like a weirdo. So, you know, everyone has their own thing, but that's kind of funny to me. But I now have this hip Issue that I'm having, and my hamstring's not even bugging me anymore. So, long story long, I'd like to say it was long story short, but I realize I've been talking about it for a couple minutes. I now have seen several PTs to figure out what is going on with my hip. And many of the PTs would do muscle manipulation where they would stretch it out and, you know, they'd lengthen it, and we would work on like some strengthening exercises. But I was not seeing improvement in the issue. And so I kind of started to check out different PTs because I was like, ah, I don't think this is my style or it's not quite working. And my current PT has been huge on my mobility and my range of motion and like sticking in movements where my, I'm really challenging my range of motion rather than my strength. Because he has said, you're strong. You're really strong. And what your body does is I will overcompensate with a different muscle. When there's a muscle weakness, my body's like, oh, cool. Okay, well, then the other muscles are going to kick in and overcompensate for the weak one which is why I developed a new injury because another body part was compensating. And he's like, we got to stop that. We have got to fix the range of motion in the body part that you're having problems with. Otherwise, your injury is just going to keep bouncing around to different body parts that are overcompensating. So we have to work on your mobility. And I can honestly say that I have seen major improvements in that hip. I was getting to the point where I... It hurt just walking around. It hurt after just sitting a couple minutes. It was hurting regularly. And as he's worked with me and I've worked on my mobility and worked on my range of motion and flexibility and balancing and moving through different movements and changing up my weights and all of those things, I don't have that issue anymore. And now I'm just working on my range of motion in certain lifting exercises, but it is not affecting me necessarily day to day. So I am a firm believer... In mobility and its ability to make us not only stronger, but more agile and to prevent and heal injury. I have seen some muscle loss since I have not been able to have as deep of a range of motion in my squats, but I'm slowly easing back into that and I'm slowly getting better at not overcompensating with secondary muscles and making sure I'm using my primary muscles, which is what's really important because often when we have limited range of motion, we do that overcompensation and secondary muscles take over and we're not even getting the pump in the right muscles and not only that, we're more prone to the injury. So mobility training helps prevent muscles from becoming tight, it helps loosen them up once they are tight and it helps prevent us from being immobile or suffering from any and all lack of movement. It is huge. I'm sure you're probably wondering now, how do I do this? It sounds fantastic. (laughs) I want to make sure that I'm not just focusing on flexibility, but I want to make sure that I'm in this big umbrella of mobility so I am less prone to injury. So let's talk about that. I'm going to suggest, and I can tell you what I'm honestly doing right now, is I'm taking 10 to 15 minutes before my workout to not just like warm up my heart or like get my muscles moving, but I honestly actively think about what I'm doing. So the first thing I do, and I suggest for everyone, is I suggest that you foam roll whatever body part you're going to work or where you have limited range of motion. That's going to vary. Maybe you're having a hard time with your shoulders or your back. You're going to want to roll that out. For me, I try to roll out my thighs, my hip flexors, even my glutes, because oftentimes I feel like my quads will take over my glutes when I'm working on things, and that's very helpful. Another idea is a Theragun. I love Theraguns. I love them It's kind of like a form of a foam roller. It's just a little bit easier to use in small places. So like I love Theragunning on this inner thigh where I'm having this hip issue. You want to be careful with a Theragun on like the upper back and certain parts of your body, but especially for your lower limbs, a Theragun can be fantastic. Now, I know you might be like me where I just want to fly through. I'm like a quick, I'm like 30 seconds. I've been doing it. I'm moving on. I would set a timer on your phone. So I set a timer on my phone anywhere from two to four minutes and I really work on working the myofascia muscles out with foam rolling, ball rolling, a Theragun to really release the tension and relax the muscle. Next, I take a couple minutes to do dynamic stretching. So I mentioned dynamic, static, and ballistic stretching. Static stretching is where you just hold you know, you reach and you hold. So it's like stationary. You reach, you hold, you sit there for, you know, 30 seconds. That's a static stretch. A ballistic stretch is where you stretch like you reach for it and you kind of bounce. Like, do you remember the old school butterfly where we'd put our feet together? I shouldn't say old school. People still do this. And they would like bounce their knees. Or if you're in a lunge and you're kind of like pulsing like a bounce, that would be ballistic stretching. Then there's dynamic stretching. Dynamic stretching is where we're kind of moving through a range of motion and warming up a movement that we're going to do. So for example, walking lunges or leg swings. Like if you're going to go on a run, leg swings are super great. When I'm going to work on deadlifts or squats, I do leg swings for my dynamic stretching. Along with that, I will make sure that I am dynamically stretching And then after I dynamically stretch, sometimes I'll do a static stretch, but I'll make sure it includes dynamic stretching. Of the muscles, I am going to work in the workout. That's really, really important. In October of 2017, the Sports Medicine Journal published an article that talked about dynamic stretching and how it increases your range of motion and enhanced muscle power better than static stretching or ballistic stretching. So I want you to realize it is important. You need to be moving through a range of motion like you're going to be doing. As I mentioned, leg swings, walking lunges, arm swings. I like to take a PVC pipe. I know I've showed this on my Instagram. And when I'm working my back, I will hold the PVC pipe and I will work my hands. I'm doing it right now. You're probably, Sometimes I forget you can't see me and I'm a hand talker and I'm like swinging my hands all over in my closet. I should film myself sometime in here because I am like super animated all by myself in my closet. <laughs> So, so silly. Anyway, I will take the PVC pipe and I will hold it in front of me and then I will bring it behind my back and then I'll hold it in front of me and then I'll go just one arm at a time, behind, behind, and then in front. And so that really warms up my back in a dynamic way, which is getting it to move through a range of motion so it's less likely to get injured. The next thing you can also do, which is kind of linked with, you know, dynamic stretching is just a couple of minutes of body weight movements. So just kind of still continuing to move through and do some of those motions where it's not just dynamically moving, but you're now going through motions you are exactly going to do once you add weight. So if you're going to do a squat, I will always include air squats in my warm up, And then I'll put a band around my knee and I will include banded air squats just to kind of challenge the muscle, get it warmed up. Really work on going deeper and deeper in that air squat so that when I put weight on my bar or I'm holding heavy dumbbells, I'm able to get deeper and have a better range of motion in the movement, which is going to help me build muscle and recruit the correct muscles better. Now, while you may think, oh my gosh, that's going to take a while, that's like 10 to 15 minutes, I personally have been doing it and I have noticed a huge change in my movements as I've mentioned my injury is getting better I've noticed I can lift more weights I have that PVC pipe and I do a whole mobility movement where I stretch forward and really lean into it and I come back and I go to the side And it just really helps warm up my whole body in a mobility way. And I'm like even turning my hips to the side. Like I'll step one foot back and turn my hip to the side. I should film this. I should film it and put it on YouTube and put a link in because I've loved it. And my PT taught it to me. But just these movements before I actually go into it where I'm really stretching dynamically and I'm using my body weight in motions I'm going to do and my muscles are nice and released and relaxed because I foam rolled have made my workouts more efficient and have helped improve and even decrease and prevent some aches and pains that typically I will have. The last thing that I have personally added in, and this is especially for those of you who have injuries, who have aches and pains is I am trying to weave in some flexibility throughout the day. So I am trying to take time throughout the day when I'm not working out to utilize things. It's no different than when I say, if you struggle with transverse abdominal breathing, when you're sitting at a stoplight, Try to do it like three times in a row. Things where you don't have to like stop what you're doing to do it, but you can multitask it with something you're already doing. So I often have been reading my kids' books at night. And as I mentioned, my issue is a hip injury. So I will sit in like a 90-90 position and I will read the whole book in that position. And it's not that comfortable. And I'll even try to push myself like my PT has me sitting back and really working on that hip. But it takes me, you know, three to five minutes to read a book, depending on the night, depending on my mood, depending on what book I let them pick out and how long it is. And they're getting a book read to them and I'm stretching so I can make it happen. And I'm linking those two things in my head. If you have a body part that is struggling, that's weak, that you have aches and pains, and you're like, I really need to work on my mobility and my flexibility for this, try to find something you're already doing. Another really easy way is if you like to scroll on social media. I want you to get into a position where you're really working on your range of motion and your flexibility and then you can scroll. I don't care what it is for me because I'm working on my hip, I'll go into a figure four position laying down and I will look at social media and I always set a timer. I always set a timer to make sure I a don't cheat myself and I do it long enough and B, it helps me like no like no I gave it a fair chance. I'm really truly working on this. And I think that that can be beneficial. So Think about what muscles feel tight or sore on you or where you have a weak range of motion. And then think about how you can stretch and really challenge those muscles, not just for 30 seconds in a stretch. That's not going to do as much as if you really sit into a position for two to three to four minutes, trying to stretch that area to really increase that range of motion, which is going to help you in movements. And see if you're able to do that during normal activities. As I mentioned, the social media scroll, that's an easy one. If you're watching a show, that's an easy one. Try simple things like that. And to me, I look at that as it just gives me one more layer to build my mobility, which is going to help improve any of my range of motion issues I have now and prevent any further ones from coming on. Because if there's one thing I've learned from my own experience with you know My hip that I talked about and it was my hamstring is I have to be more, more mobile and I have to have a little bit more flexibility and it's not just about lifting heavier and heavier weights but lifting solid weights with a good range of motion and having a good range of motion in all of our activities so we're not overcompensating and we're not causing issues. I want to leave you with a handful of benefits of mobility, just so I can be in your ear all week as you're thinking about any aches and pains you have and thinking about if you really need to work on your mobility and your range of motion. Mobility helps promote good posture. It helps prevent knots and injuries. It relieves tension and associated sedentary lifestyle issues for over-exercising as well. So if you're an over-exerciser, mobility is important. If you don't exercise at all, mobility is important. It is like a win-win. doesn't matter what side of the pendulum you're sitting on. It improves all round functional fitness performance. It improves all-around functional fitness performance. It increases your range of motion. It helps you stay active. It helps you stay healthier longer. As I mentioned, it's going to make us more mobile and more active and have better range of motion as we age. It helps prevent any aches and pains and obviously helps with prevention. And truly, it helps build more muscle, which as we know, muscle is our friend for so many reasons. I don't have to chime it in your ear anymore. Muscle is your friend and a solid mobility routine where you have good range of motion is going to activate and ignite muscle, which is fantastic. So there you have it. Mobility is really just the big umbrella of taking care of your range of motion with balance, flexibility, muscles, and just kind of making them all work together to challenge them. So you want to be doing all of those things. I hope that this episode was helpful for you, and you can ease in to see how you are going to improve your own mobility. And I know it takes time. I'm not stupid either. I know what it's like when you're like, I only have this long to exercise, and now you're telling me to warm up for 15 minutes when I used to warm up for two minutes. I promise you, it's important. I have had to learn it the hard way. I used to warm up for like, I don't know, two to three minutes and I'd be like, I'm good. And as I've aged, I'm like, Andrea, you need to warm up longer. So I'm going to be the voice in your ear and say, you need to warm up longer. It's important. I'm trying to save you from injuries and I'm trying to help you have a more active, healthy lifestyle long term. You're doing fantastic. I mean it, as always, you are doing better than you even think you are. And we'll chat next week.